This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. How's it going, guys? It's going well. We're in the playoffs. What's not to like? I, I trust that you understand Mike McCarthy this go-around saying, yeah, I don't really need to rehash all the Green Bay stuff. We did that last year, so let's focus on the game and not the spicy backstory. Yeah, I think he started it off right from scratch saying not reflecting, right? And, uh, yeah, I certainly can understand that. You did that uh, last year going to Green Bay, talked about it, talked to the team about it, uh, and now that's old hat. Uh, This is the playoffs. Uh, It's a different year. Uh, he did his homecoming, uh, and now it's get to play playoff football and forget about uh, history. Uh, now is now. I saw a a play where Demarcus Lawrence got home, and I looked at the the rest of the offensive line, and three of the guys were on Micah Parsons. <laughs> how are you? Were you surprised? No, I'm I'm not. But it just it's so fascinating to be like that's how much this dude like how much respect a the other team has for him, but how much he helps out the rest of the guys too, and how beneficial he is. Like how how much the, the the other guys benefit from the fact that he has to have three different players on him. Yeah, and and I'm guessing it's not three offensive linemen, probably a tight end. Yeah, I think there was a tight end in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, tight, and it so, was a tackle, guard, and a tight end. So here's <laughs> we should have got more home if it was all three <laughs> yeah. offensive linemen. But DeMar- see, there's Demarcus Lawrence, you know, being Demarcus Lawrence and yeah. doing all of his jobs too. And, and and so what it does, I mean, we all hear that, well, when they give him that much attention, then, you know, the other guys are usually one-on-one. Well, the other thing it does is it keeps somebody else from going out in the pass pattern, right? Yes. Uh, so either the running back or the tight end, if they choose to do it that way, uh, and then you get one-on-one, and one-on-one with Demarcus Lawrence is not a good uh, proposition. And, and I think he did it on that one uh, possession, and I don't know if this was the one where uh, he he had the pressure and it was either a tackle for a loss or – uh, deflected the pass that, that uh, you know, was incomplete or whatever. Uh, but that's what's got to happen if they want to pay that much attention uh, to Parsons. And I think as you've seen these last couple games, uh, he, he also is lined up at linebacker a few more times than we've used to seeing, uh, which gives him the freedom uh, to get away uh, from some of those double and triple teams because they don't know if – uh, you know, they're devoting somebody else to help with him, and then he doesn't come, uh, and then you let somebody else free. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think 
the mixture of lining up on the line of scrimmage and standing up as a linebacker has been pretty effective these last few games. Hopefully people are always reading your stuff on DallasCowboys.com, but if for some reason they need a nudge in the right direction, I was reading your article about you know the division title hopefully being just the first step. We talked about this to kick off the show, and Corey's right. You never know what the hell is going to happen in the playoffs or in a general NFL game, but this looks like it should be an NFC championship team in theory, does it not? Well, I think it lays out pretty well. Uh, at this point, having uh, two, uh, the potential to have two home games, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and and you certainly got to uh, feel good about that. Um, and, you know, I mean, other than San Francisco, who are you afraid of? Nobody. Think about it that In way. In the NFC. Yeah. Arizona. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the Fair good thing point. is not in. there's there's no four and 13 teams in the playoffs yeah. that you could potentially overlook, right, or yep. not take seriously. Don't I don't know. Toe. There's a couple of playoff teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Philly feels like they're four and 13 right Well, now. they've played down the stretch, right? And, you know, and again, I don't know if playing the uh, – and I'm not trying to give them an excuse – but I don't know if them playing the first-place schedule caught up with them at the end of the season, meaning they had to play teams that, that finished first in, in the other divisions in the NFC other than the, the, division they, the total division that they were playing. And, and sometimes that catches up with you, playing those couple extra games or having to play uh, you know, how it turns out in, in, against your uh, AFC opponents. So sometimes that factors in. But that looks like a lost team right now. Um, it was like I, somebody, I, I don't know if it was on where I saw it, but uh, A.J. Brown posting on Instagram about another interception, and I'm playing for number four next year. Oh, man. You know, I mean, are they coming apart at the seams? Oh, I don't dear. know, but uh, I'm not a I'm I'm not somebody that would bet on them going into the playoffs at this point. Man, I wouldn't either. I would like AJ Brown to be on this team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was probably wasn't the total point. Of Mickey, that. how yeah. much how much of the the Packers do you start like focusing in on uh, right now? Uh, because I'm kind of looking at. I know Romeo Dobbs has been injured. Christian Watson's been injured. Musgrave came back in week 18, but Watson was held out. And LaFleur said that was part of the plan. Those are guys that, like, I don't know if the film shows a lot for some of these guys, but they could be key contributors in this game. Yeah, from an injury standpoint, you can look at that. What I would focus on is it seems like their offense turned it around. Uh, it seems like Love is playing better at this point. Uh, than he was early in the season, and that only makes sense for a young quarterback uh, to maybe come on and uh, start developing after, if I remember correctly, they got off to a really slow start and then kind of kicked it in gear uh, down the stretch to get to 9-8, and eight, to get to the playoffs. Uh, but from a you know an experience standpoint, I'd rather play the uh, inexperienced quarterback uh, in the playoffs than somebody that's been there, done that, or at least played uh, in playoff games. So, uh, but uh, I would say just kind of concentrating on their offense. Uh, you know, they still run the ball well. Uh, they've run it well against the Cowboys previously. I know this is a different team, uh, but if the Cowboys 
defense can control that offense, I think it gives the Cowboys a pretty good chance uh, to win the game. And I know we obviously we focus in on the Cowboys' run defense. Feels like the Packers' run defense, nothing to write home about either. Yeah, they they have not uh, ranked highly. And I just think the Cowboys' offense uh, will take care of themselves uh, in, in this playoff game. So, to me, uh, you just don't want to get into somewhat of a, a shootout. I, and, and you're right about uh, the Packers' defense. Um, I could just see here they're ranked 28th against the run. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, if you can kind of do uh, what you uh, did in this last game and, and run the ball effectively – uh, and I think that, you know, the combination of Dak and uh, the, the way CD is playing, you should be able to score enough points to win. You just don't want to have to get in a shootout in a playoff game. So the defense and you're playing at home, uh, that should make a difference just from the crowd noise. Uh, although I'll guarantee you, you're going to see a lot of green and, you know, gold or yellow in, in the stands because uh, – you know, I heard somebody say, well, this Green Bay travels well. No, they live here. The people from Wisconsin have gotten out of the north, and they've moved down here, right? They've migrated. Yeah, absolutely. Like so find some heat. There's an alternative to minus 13 in the winter, right? Uh, so, But they'll somehow find their way to, uh, you know, to find tickets. And we know the Cowboy fans are very conscious of the economy and economics and you know, if I can sell my t- ticket to this game for $1,000, oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing it. So that's what they got to be careful for. I, I know the guys this morning asked Jerry how he could prevent that. but uh, He said he tried. He There's could no buy way. all the tickets himself. <laughs> yeah, right. All the, But there wasn't that many put on sale, right? There wasn't that many extra. You know, if they want to have the standing room only, go over there and stand in the end zone. Uh, but again, even the prices of those went up, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but just you know, just take care of your own business and don't worry about that stuff. I know something we can do to help Cowboys fans only come to Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco on Friday because Miller Lite will be giving away a pair of Cowboys Packers tickets. So only fans. Oh, I thought you were going to say you guys were going to buy a bunch of wings and give the wings away. This is not a bad idea. Okay, actually. Mickey. You're trying to spend my money like we're doing to the Rangers. I, 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 like I've got my marketing hat on, right? <laughs> you do. I think today's 50% off wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go confirm Always that. A Let's good go day. Con- We'll double check that. <laughs> well, we were talking about the Packers run defense. I I found this to be pretty surprising. Like I know they were trying to get Tony Pollard to a thousand yards rushing. He got a thousand and five. Six player in franchise history to have back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Calvin Hill, Tony Dorsett, Emmitt Smith, DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Elliott. This feels like the most unheralded 1,000-yard season ever since people have, and I'm one of them, have complained at various times about Tony Pollard's effectiveness throughout the season. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's Tony Pollard's ineffectiveness or the offensive ineffectiveness. Uh, You know, some of it has to do with blocking, too, by the way. Uh, it's not all just on the on the running back, uh, and and you could put an asterisk against that, right? Because he didn't get to a thousand until game seventeen. Sure, if I'm thinking correctly, right? Yes, that so, is correct. So again, uh, I don't know if anybody else got close in sixteen games, uh, 
Uh, but there is an extra game, so you got to kind of factor that in. No, the running game has not been as consistent as you want it. Uh, we haven't seen uh, an explosion uh, run uh, into the end zone, sort of like Michigan did last night, by the way. Yeah. Uh, with two, what, 40-yard runs for touchdowns. Uh, yeah, that hasn't been part of this season where we saw that last year, right? And, and you know, there's something to be said about defenses getting uh, accustomed to the rhythm of, an off, uh, of a running back, where last year, you know, you can sit there and you were, you know, gritting your teeth and bracing for Zeke to hit you and hit you and hit you, and then all of a sudden it's a pitch out uh, to Tony Pollard on the outside, and now his speed just surprises you. And it's like you think about some of his long runs last year where uh, defensive guys took the wrong angle because they weren't used to his speed. It's like, okay, I got this guy, and then he zips right back you by you because you're in the open field. And, and I don't think we have saw those opportunities for him uh, this year, uh, pounding and pounding between the tackles up the middle uh, the way he has and – uh, you know, and then team uh, defenses adapt, uh, adapt to the speed of the running back where sometimes it'll surprise you if you're not used to seeing that down in uh, or play in and play out. Thank you very much. Good, sir. We will catch up with you again tomorrow. Sounds good. We'll I'm see you. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, Mike. We'll ask all the football questions. (laughs) I am. Okay, next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's got it. Michigan barrels in. And the maize and blue on the brink of ending a championship drought. Congratulations to the Wolverines and Derek Holland. For winning the national championship, by the way, Blake Corum touchdown in 15 straight games as Michigan wins it all. That's not their quarterback. <laughs> Man, I really like the pettiness of our text exchange when Derek's like, he's an NFL quarterback about McCarthy. And he goes, no. And you go, no, he's not. And that's like the back and forth right now. Well, he's a college quarterback, so Mike's technically correct. Yeah, he'll be drafted. I guess he'll be right when he is in the NFL backing up for 10 years. <laughs> right now, that wisdom brought to you via Mike asking all the football questions. Okay, so my first football question will be, who was the most disappointing team this season in the NFL? It's got to be the Jets, right? 
It's your you. It's your question. You what don't, was the question? I don't have the answer. There's not an answer. Hey, you want to do this to Mike? <laughs> yes, a little bit. What was the question again? Yeah. So let's just phrase it a lot bigger, I guess. <laughs> it's frustrating, isn't it? There's 14 teams that made the playoffs. I'd like for you not to pick a playoff team. Kay. I guess you could if you wanted to. All right. Who was the most disappointing team this NFL season? Panthers. Okay. Cool. And I, why? Because they got a first round, the number one overall pick quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had a new head coach and all these new bright things in front of them. And they ended up firing that coach and the quarterback never got to do anything. And the GM too, right? And the GM. That's yeah. right. So they're in a, they're, like, that's, they were right. so disappointing that everybody's gone. I think it's the Jets because not only did they miss the playoffs, people, I hope they don't forget they weren't being talked about as a playoff team. They were being talked about, is this now the favorite in the AFC? And I realize the reasons it happened, but that's that's still a colossally disappointing season. I agree with Kevin on that, too. That's another very disappointing team. The Jaguars? Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> now, you guys... <laughs> there wasn't an answer. It's my answer. <laughs> okay. They last year went 10-7 and seven and had a strong finish to the season to win the division. And then... I don't. They did play really crappy in the first half of the game against the Chargers, and then they played great in the second half and won a playoff game. And you just, I think a lot of people thought the Jaguars are not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're going to become a true contender and be a threat to these teams. And then it's the next year where they should become uh, kind of like, hey, they're really a Super Bowl contender with the steps that they're taking. Kind of the... A different way, but if you went back, if you're not old enough, I'm sorry, but kind of the way the Cowboys went 1991, made the playoffs, beat Detroit, or sorry, beat Chicago, get destroyed by Detroit. The next year, they they win the Super Bowl. It's yep. kind of a, a quicker step, but it was like they're going to make the step now in Super Bowl contender, and then they'll probably lose to San Francisco. Then the next year, we expect the Cowboys to possibly win the Super Bowl. And they just took a step back where now it's like, oh, dude, what are they supposed to do? They fired their defensive coordinator, by the way. I think it was all his fault uh, for the season, which I kind of felt bad for him. I think the, the, there was the whole staff. I think the whole, the whole defensive, defensive staff yeah. is gone. Yeah. yeah, they're looking for a whole new thing. That's how you save your job as the head coach, offensive coordinator. Fire everybody. Oh, for sure. You got to throw somebody. It was the other team. It was the other yeah. side of the ball's fault. Everything I did was okay. But I do think for for the Jets, I guess I'd give them the excuse of they did lose their quarterback that was supposed to lead them right. to all of these things. I understand that. Like, and the Panthers, obviously, they thought they'd be better, but like five or six wins. Yeah, I, I didn't expect anything really out of them this year. But but the I, Jaguars are supposed to win a division with three rookie quarterbacks that look like starting against them. You're the the Tolo page. Mike is king of the Tolos, or the Twolos, he sure. says. Uh-huh. Um, are saying the Chargers. That's a good the, one. The, uh, with a, ooh, that is the, a good their one. offense, I don't know. I mean, the whole team just still looks inept. Uh, and all you're asking them to be is ept. That is... That is a very good use of that. (laughs) I'm not trying to pile on to here, Mike, I promise. Yeah. But I was curious, one thing about the Jaguars, is it make it all the more disappointing because not only did they not win the division, but this division's not going to be a runaway for a while. Like, it it looked like they were going to stomp this division for several years. I'm with you. And so now it looks like C.J. Stroud is an up-and-coming star. Uh, 
Indianapolis was able to compete in the division, and AJ, or sorry, not AJ, Anthony Richardson didn't do a whole bunch. Yeah. Now I don't know how he's going to develop and everything like that, but he that's their hope. A lot. And so that, but they were competitive this year. And so you look at Tennessee. Look, they weren't. I honestly don't know what direction Tennessee's going, um, but. That is that is concerning if you are like me and pulling for Trevor Lawrence. All right, who was the most impressive team this year, the or the yeah? It's so the, the most Houston surprising Texans. team that to made me, the playoffs to me, it's the Houston Texans. I know we'll probably talk about this in the next day or two. Uh, the fact that D'Amico Ryan's looks like he's not going to win Coach of the Year is that is bananas to me. Uh, okay, since he took that already, then I will go with the Rams. Because I expected the Rams Agreed. to be miserable. And I didn't expect Matt Stafford's health to be good either. Uh, and he showed that he has a healthy shoulder, arm, elbow. So he's back. To Corey's uh, point, there's no way I thought the Rams were going to make the play. Yeah, and their, their, their rookie defensive tackle next to Aaron Donald has been fantastic too. So that's another kind of shot in the, oh, man. I'll give you another one. Is there a correct answer on this one? No. Okay. There's not correct answer. It's just <laughs> you just opinion. said the Jaguars were the correct answer in well, the last that's one. Because though. that's my team, and they <laughs> peed what? on me pretty much. Um, <laughs> Holy moly! Uh, pee? I think we're okay. Yeah. Oh well. I didn't think that was a bad word. I think Every, you're doing great. You're doing great, Mike. Keep yeah, it up. Everybody pees. Um, <laughs> The All less right. popular book. My answer starts with a P. How are the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs? They're horrible. Yeah. So, very surprising. All the Mason credit Rudolph. to Mike Tomlin, who has a horrible team and somehow won 10 games and made the playoffs. I get that they got kind of lucky in the scheduling that they played the Baltimore Ravens the last game of the year, and the Ravens played uh, Huntley or whatever his name is. He's horrible. <laughs> From UCLA, I think. <laughs> Yes, that's correct. So they got kind of lucky in that, but still to win 10 games with that quarterback and that team. I'm with you. And they even switched out their quarterback. That is what Mike Tomlin does. And Kevin, you, you brought up that Harbaugh said some point in the middle of the season that the AFC North is the best division in all of football. And they have three teams in the playoffs and they all three had two double digit uh, wins this year. Okay. So they must be the best. And if I can, oh, here's the stat. He was right about that because not only do they have three teams in the playoffs, don't forget Jake Browning led the Bengals to a 9-8 and eight record. The AFC North is the first division since 1970 to have all four of their teams finish with a winning record. That's wow. in, that is that incredible. Is, since 1970? Since the merger. Oh, that was when the merger happened. That's right. Did you know, how many people do you think know that the Super Bowl used to be called the AFC-NFC Championship game? It didn't really get wasn't called. was that for this... three years or two years? Yeah, for two years. That's weird. I wasn't alive, so. That's fair. Nobody was. That is not true. Oh. Well, it didn't cost Who much money Who played in go. the game then? Were you, hold Green on. Bay hold and on, Mike, Kansas were you alive? City? Were you alive? No. Kevin, were you alive? No. Alec, were you alive when Kevin said what he said? Uh, probably not. So there's, yeah, none of us were, so nobody. Well, then how That's did these 100%. teams play in the Green game? Green Bay won the first two. They played Kansas City, and who else See? did they play? They played Oakland. That proves <laughs> that people were alive. Yeah, you can see the anger in his face when he said <laughs> Oakland. Or the Raiders. Uh-huh. All right, next question. This, I guess, can be a Cowboys question. Oh, my God. Oh, man. 
Will a playoff head coach get fired? Obviously, we had Black Monday. There's still probably teams are still deciding. I don't think we're done with coach firings, but that immediate as soon as the season ended, coach firing has happened. Now a few other teams are still contemplating, like the Bears are contemplating with Eberflus, it sounds like. But, like, will there be a team that made the playoffs that does fire their coach after they lose in the playoffs? I only think one team potentially could, and it's an AFC team, and I thought maybe the AFC wouldn't have it, but I think there's a possibility that McDermott might be out in Buffalo. If, if they lose in the first round? Yeah, if they lose in the first round, you know, like that that thing, that's the only one I can look at and okay. say And they won I have their last five field. games, but they had a lot of going into the season. I'm with you, right? There was a lot of somewhat led by Stefan Diggs, right? I mean, just it was a lot of this is there is not good communication yeah. here. It seems like there's fracturing of this organization. And then they were six and six to start the year and it looked like they weren't even going to make the playoffs. They win their last five games. But I'm with you. If some way, somehow, they lose this game where they're favored by the most, and I think they're 10.5-point favorites. It might even be 12. I can't remember what I saw it open up at. But if they lose to the Steelers, who I have no clue how they're in the playoffs, then I That's could see – 10 right now. Is that 10? I could see uh, I could see Sean McDermott getting fired. I was just wondering – You know, you guys changed my mind. I was going to say no, but now I agree with you. All right. I'm going to ask this question, and maybe it's for a topic way more at noon. You don't. You, go ahead. Go ahead. I. Well, I don't, it's you're 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 hinting at, and I know where you stand on this, but you're hinting at McCarthy being because in the NFC, it's not Sirianni. He just went to the Super Bowl. Question. It's not going to be Shanahan. Okay. Would it? What? Uh, it's not going to be. Well, look, McVay. he's like Wade Phillips. He's already won this round. It's not going to be McVeigh. It's not going to be Campbell, and it's not going to be Bowles because they're given. They've already kind of given the thumbs up to Bowles. Uh, so that's nobody else. But the only other option is Jerry Jones. Not saying Mike McCarthy's here forever, and that being the the standard for for uh for what the coaching is here. So other than that, there's no other. I don't think Mike McDaniel's getting fired. Agreed. I don't think anybody in the AFC North is getting fired because Tomlin won't. And neither will Harbaugh or Stefanski. Tomlin's more likely to just quit. Andy Reid. Andy Reid might retire before yeah. he before he would ever get fired. And D'Amico Ryan's just made the playoffs in his his first season. This might be a Friday question, awesome. but it's Mike ask all the football questions. Yes, I'm sir. asking it now. Who's your Super Bowl? Who's your Super Bowl prediction before, before the playoffs? Before that, Mike. Oh, do we have add that? another coach to the list? Yes, we do. Mike Just, Vrabel has been fired from the Tennessee Titans. Bring back Jeff Fisher. Well, why didn't he coach crappier on Sunday then? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I didn't even think about how that impacted your job. He's like Lovey Smith. He didn't he wanted to go out a winner. Thanks Little a did he know, Lovey Smith did the best he could to help out that franchise. He didn't want to go out like Landry. Is it easy to say that's just Baltimore versus San Francisco? Do you have a different pick than that? Most likely outcome for the no, season. You, who's your Super Bowl pick? Right now, before there's a playoff game, I know we try to pick before the season starts, but now that you're picking, the playoffs are set, you see the brackets, who ends up playing in the Super Bowl? I'm going to go with the old Chris Berman special. Chris Berman on the moon. And I'm going to say the Bills and the 49ers. Ooh, that's a pretty good one right there. Um, I hope it's Yeah, I'm going to say Niners-Ravens. And I would go... I'm going Bills 49ers. Okay. So, 
Uh, we'll see. You guys can make fun of us if we're, as my son says, do you ever pick the score right? And I say, like, maybe once every five years. You know how we always pick the score? I'm like, and he's like, well, what happens when you do? I'm like, nothing, because nobody knows what the score is going to be, or we wouldn't be living in this house. We'd have a much bigger house, because I would just. You have a nice house, though. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that if we really nice knew, house. like if we knew what was going to happen and everything like that, we would then bet money and win money off of it. And We're, then not be allowed to go to Vegas. All right. So here's here. This question comes from Jake Bassick, who has asked me this at least three times. Is Justin Fields the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year? I say yes. I, I say yes, too. That's what I told him, too. Did, now, now the next question. Did he disagree did he, with you? No, but did you see he already said, like, goodbye just in case? He was like, yeah. hey, I did my best these last three years, so hopefully it, this is not the end. But if it is. What? Yeah. Why would he do that? If the yeah. Bears pick Justin Fields as their quarterback going forward, who picks Caleb Williams number one? I'm assuming Caleb William, Williams goes number one because the other guy quarterbacks for North Dean Carolina. Smith. <laughs> And Ronald Curry, the ne- he's the next Ronald Curry and Mitch Trubisky. I've seen this story before. North Carolina does Caleb not produce NFL quarterbacks. I don't want to pick Caleb Williams first, though. Okay. Well, um, whoever. who yeah, if, yeah. The, if Fields is the quarterback, that means they're probably not going to stick at one. So who who picks number Washington. one? Washington I, goes I think, from just two to one. Yep. Okay. I think they make the flip. Yeah. I, I'm with Kevin on that. I think that's a that's a good one. Or New England. I'm going with New England. New England makes a lot of sense to me. As well. Yeah, I think those. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Washington though. But I, New England's a very good it, opportunity. Last question, and I know this is a, just a draft question. I probably should save it for later. What's the perfect team for Caleb Williams to go to? Yeah, it's tough to say because both of those teams are going to have new. Well. One of those teams is going to have a new head coach in Washington, and you still might get a new coach in New England. So man, I'm interested. That's really hard to say. If Bienem, do you think Bienemy's taking the step into the head coach spot at Washington, or do you think that he's just going to stay a coordinator? I don't know. I think he will get the job. Okay, and then I think it'd be Washington because huh? I think that some of his play calling, even the stuff you saw with Sam Howell against the Cowboys on Sunday, while it was not great. I think there's some really good stuff there that Caleb Williams could benefit from. Those are my football questions. And just a shout out to Twitch Country Mozart says the Raiders trade up to number one. Ooh, so. that would be intriguing. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy how Jordan Love has already accomplished more than an entire franchise. Let's talk about it next right here on the fan. As Love on third and one wants to go up top, looks to the end zone, the pass is on the money for the touchdown. Dontavian Wicks. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Look. Turn it on, leave it on. That means you turn it on in the morning, you leave it on all day long, and if you would like to see how your time was invested this year, I yes. have posted on Twitter, <laughs> at in the majors, and on Facebook. And, Kevin, I'm sure it'll be up on the KNC Masterpiece Facebook page today as well. Uh, how we finished the ratings it. this year. We did a really good job. Thank you, Tolos. Well, I would normally have it posted already, but Mike, <laughs> Sean, and Peyton are engaged in taking <laughs> over our station text, debating the merits of this and that. <laughs> and Tomorrow, 8 a.m., Rob Domowski is going to be on the fan. There you go. Eight o'clock in the morning with Sean and if you're RJ wondering, and Bobby. It's, it is the 
Rob Domowski. That's right. And I can't wait to be to turn the radio on at 8 o'clock. Well, I'll turn it on at probably 6.30. 6.30. Well, yeah, everybody else that gets up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get up around 6.30 and get started with my day then. This is big time. He's going to give you all <laughs> the information. <laughs> I about the Packers, yeah, because oh, he covers yeah, the, Packers. the Packers. He's a Packers yeah. reporter for ESPN. Yeah. As if you didn't know. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I need that dip to be like 30 <laughs> seconds longer. All right. And we start. You jackass, Mike. We start. It's huge, man. With Jordan Love. <laughs> Shut up. We start. I'm proud of those guys. With Jordan Love, who has already made. Don't look at the fan text. $1.5 million. Okay. Golly, y'all. You knew once you said, don't look at the fan text, that I would look at the fan text. We're not going to make it today, guys. All right. We can do this together. Help us out, Tolos and Twolos. We got to get it together here. All right. Jordan Love. In fact, 19 hours ago, the Packers are working out three CFL players. Jordan. According to Rob Demalfsky. Love. Jordan Love, Kevin. I'm, I'm back. He earned an additional $1.5 million. Good for him. This year, based on his play in a win and another, <clears throat> excuse me, $1.5 million just for beating the Bears. And he could make another $1.5 million in the playoffs as bonuses. And then there's this. In the history of the Bears franchise, for every quarterback who's ever played for the Bears, the most passing yards ever was 3,838. This year, Jordan Love, 3,843. The most touchdown passes ever for the Bears in a season, 29. Jordan Love this year, 30. So in his very first season, like truly starting the entire way, Jordan Love has put up better stats than any quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears. Those previous records were held by Eric Kramer in 1995 for the Bears. Wow. That was their leader <laughs> in passing categories. The He might be on with Sean and RJ next week. Jordan Love or Eric Kramer? Eric Kramer. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Let me look into that. When you first saw Jordan Love in that Kansas City game when his parents had to sit near the lights they at the stadium. They sat in the literal back row of the stadium. When you we, we all watched that game, he wasn't good. And to start this season, they weren't great. And there's been a lot of milling with his, uh, and I'm not saying middling, but milling when it comes to his wide receivers this year. He looks so poised lately. And I don't know if it's just comfort, understanding the position, or what. I don't know what it is. But he looks so much more poised in the last month and a half Agreed. of this season. And that's that's something that does concern me a little bit. Now, everybody else has to do their jobs, too. And that dude can whip the ball down the field and get a big play that really gets Green Bay going. Uh, but, yeah, got to give him a lot of credit for what he's accomplished so far, man. Let's talk about accountability in... <laughs> Sports. Trying to see if I can get Don Mikowski on our show t- tomorrow. God, who is that? The Magic Man. You don't remember him? I remember him for sure. Just don't repeat what you said in our text. Is <laughs> let's go to cut number thirteen. Arthur Blank. Was it a mistake 
to not pursue Lamar Jackson. Hold on, before you play that, keep in mind what a god-awful season they had, and Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP. With all that in mind, Arthur Blank, was it a mistake to not pursue Lamar Jackson? I, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's easy to say yes, you know, looking given his year, he's an obviously incredible player. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, did not have the cap space. That's I think true. the coaching staff felt, uh, coaching personnel, all of us felt collectively, but certainly coach and Terry that, you know, we felt we had an answer in, uh, in Ritter. The answer, in case you're wondering why Arthur Blank got fired, they thought they had the answer in Desmond Ritter. So there you go. He said we. Is he sharing that blame with Arthur Smith, or is he say, or is he saying Arthur? He didn't say Arthur Smith thought that. True. He didn't say so I thought we. that. He said we. So he, so the guy that one of the people that agreed that that quarterback was good enough didn't get fired, and one of them did because the owner can't fire himself. That's obvious. Uh, but that's that's the situation. Is they all went, yeah, this Desmond Ritter guy's the guy, or maybe Arthur Smith talked him into it. But the, your point is. Lamar Jackson could have been had, but they have lots of other excuses why they didn't make it happen. So what is worse, that or I think it might end up being this one. Let's go to cut number 14. This is Robert Sala talking about Brees Hall, who finished the season with 994 rushing rushing yards. What happened there? Yeah, we, we were aware. Um... One of our mathematicians was wrong. We thought we thought he got it, um, but uh, we're ten yards off. So, but uh, we were trying to get it for him on that last run. Otherwise, we would have taken a knee. Their mathematician got it wrong. They thought he was at a thousand and four yards. He was at nine hundred and ninety-four yards. Oh my gosh! And so they pulled him out of the game, thinking he did it. Yep. And not because he was going to meet some bonus, and no, just. Say he did it. Good job. Trying to keep him from getting to that bonus. No, they they had a mathematician who, I mean, it shouldn't be that, that complex. Can't, he can't call himself yeah. a mathematician anymore. Adding up numbers is important. Like that's the that's the basis of math. That's where I kind of stopped. <laughs> that's a good point. Was addition and point. subtraction is the basics of math, and that dude did it wrong. That is not a mathematician. That is a that is a guy. Maybe he's working off of the mathematician theory of addition by subtraction. That's no. That's a good point. No, it's not a good point. Addition by subtraction, that's not Sometimes how that works. Sometimes one minus one equals two. That's no. Well, that would be if addition one by subtraction. They're both negative ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. No. I'm, bo- I'm done with both of y'all. I don't think what you just said. One minus correct, one is either. zero, always. Well, one minus negative one. Positive four. Is two. <laughs> it's just two. <laughs> it's just two. All right. What about one plus negative one? It's zero. Let's go from that to That's the not addition by subtraction to the Dolphins. He's got you there. Is the Dolphins lost? It doesn't look like Xavion Howard is going to play this weekend. Also, Jerome Baker is going to be out due to wrist surgery. Also, your guy Andrew Van Ginkle. He's out with a foot injury. Probably out for the rest of the postseason. Dang. So did they set the set the record for most injuries? It feels like it because remember the week before Chubb got hurt in when it looked like the game was over. So they have been 
crushed yeah. by injuries down the street. I know Jalen Ramsey got hurt early in the season, but he's been back and he's been really, true. really good. True. And I know true. Mostert and Achan, Achan, they've been they've been injured a lot this season as well. Tua stayed healthy. Tua has stayed healthy throughout this mix, but their defense has been, and their offensive line has been decimated. Yep. So, really, this whole segment is about Sean being upset that I'm oh my gosh. doing this. No, it's not. Do you it's... think a good prank would be to open up my microphone and just to dictate our show in this text chain? No. Where then our show, just every word we like, say is you dictated. You need to let that go right now and and get back <laughs> no. in this room. And Feels like phone. I might be behind on this text chain. All right. Sean is taking some shots. Oh, no. Hey, Sean, not all Mike, of us are. Oh, no, he's taking a shot at you, too. Oh, man. And Mike is taking it personal. I can see that it. That is so rude. Let's just put our phones That's, away. This is Mike's fault. Let's focus on Is their fault. Okay, fair enough. A-Chan did finish with 7.8 yards per carry on 103 carries this year. The only player in NFL history to have more yards per carry when they had at least 100 carries in a season. You guessed it. Beady Feathers back in 1934 when he played for the Chicago Bears. He would go on to then play for the Brooklyn Dodgers and then the Green Bay Packers. What a cool name. Yes, the Brooklyn Dodgers of the NFL. And he was on the all-decade team for the 1930s. So... A-Chan and Feathers leading the way in terms of most yards per carry when you have 100 carries in a season. Very impressive company right there. For the KNC Masterpiece, not impressive? No, it, no, it's really cool. All right. Also, I'll tell you a sad note. Not as impressive no. as 8 a.m. tomorrow <laughs> on 105.3 The Fan, Packers reporter Rob something. Oh, my God, Mike. is going to be are on not the helping. show. Man, He's good that, at it, man, I think this is going to have a huge tune in now. Is <laughs> Dalton Schultz needed six receptions and 107 yards to trigger $500,000 in bonuses. Instead of six receptions, he got five. And instead of 107 yards, he only got 42. So he missed out on all his bonuses. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.